There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com. Drive Live Talks Education. So we have uh, three guests in the studio for Drive Live Talks Education today. Warm welcome to all of our guests on the program today. First of all, we have Hind Almoala, who's the Chief of Creativity, Happiness and Innovation at the KHDA. Very good to have you on the program. Thank you for the invitation. It's my pleasure. And we also have Jenny Marlin, who's Early Years Editor at Witch School Advisor. Jenny, great to have you back. Hello, thank you. And Sarah Brannan, who's Head of Prep School for Brighton College, Dubai. Good to have you on the program. Hello, delighted to be here. Okay, so we were just talking a few minutes ago uh, amongst ourselves and we've had quite a few people coming into the office today because uh, their little people have either gone back to school or started school. It's a big, big back to school day today for a lot of people and it's going to continue through the week. So, you know, let's think about this as excitement, anxiety, uh, possibly tears, parent and child included, (laughs) uh, for the first day of school and you know, basically, we want to know how people have felt the experience was. Are you worried? Have they started yet? How can you make it as smooth as possible? Because it's not just about the first day. Now, Jenny, you've written quite a lot about this. Um, and it's not just about that first day of going back to school. But today, particularly if it's first day at school, it can be tough. Yeah, absolutely. And one thing I would really say to parents is, you know, children are great at reading your body language. So try the, the first step to a really small, smooth start to school, I think personally, is to work on yourself and to think about how you're reacting to the day because much mm. of their anxiety mm-hmm. will come from you. Yeah. Um, so if you can talk to yourself about the positives about starting school, you know, what's, good, what's great about this? They're moving on to a new facet of their lives. They're going to make new friends. It's, uh, you know, they're going to learn. It's it's fantastic it's not the end of an era it's the start of something new and I think a lot of parents have this kind of um very you know my baby's going to school kind of feeling well actually you know try and look at it as a positive and then your positive attitude will will you know reflect on your children and Sarah what kind of advice would you offer to parents um you know yours is a new school people are starting everybody's starting in the same page Really, For us, absolutely. It's everyone's new from the children, the parents, the teachers. And in a way, that's a comfort, I think, because Mm. everyone's in this as a joint thing together. And it will be starting up something um, going forward together, making their own stories. We've got lots that's going to be happening now. And to make that seem as though that's going to be something special. And I think you can get into the excitement of all that. And that's what we would encourage parents, children. We know that uh, the teachers are all ready and they want that to be, you know, build those relationships that's going to be a key and make sure that we can keep moving forward. And uh, Hind, what would you say for, for parents sending their little ones to school for the very, very first time? Because I love your title, Chief of Creativity, Happiness and Innovation. So how do you keep the youngsters happy on their first day of school? <laughs> I think, uh, I mean, I totally agree with Jenny and uh, Sarah and probably what I will share with parents and teachers. All the adults at school is I'll just say breathe. a little bit of mindfulness will really go a long way during the first few days we we had we had the story last week that um, government entities were giving parents the flexi hours so that they could be with their children on the first day of school that's a fantastic initiative would you like that to be adopted across all sectors I mean definitely because anyone who is employed and who who is within a certain number 
number of hours as an employer you want your employees to be uh, i mean to be happy and to be comfortable and mm. how can they be happy if they're worried about their mm. kids not going to school or reaching at KHDA we started this way back where we know that we have we have moms working with us we have dads working with us and we know if there is if they're not if they know their kids are not comfortable for whatever reason then it will impact them throughout the day so uh, we've had this uh, a while ago Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic story. We had the announcement mm. that it was for uh, lots of government employees, but also we were lucky enough in our company to have the policy extended. And that's what we often see. We see once the government takes the initiative, again, in the private sector, they tend to follow suit. So lots of happy parents today in our offices because they were able to be there. Jenny, how significant can it be, perhaps, if you are thinking perhaps uh, mum can take to school or pick up and dad can drop off, particularly on that first day um, when when the child needs a lot of reassurance? I think it's huge. I think it's, uh, we were just talking about this off air and for, for my own son who started a new school today, he's seven and my husband couldn't come. He works in quite an inflexible environment and my son a real daddy's boy oh, so gosh. it wasn't really me he wanted <laughs> <laughs> I'm very lucky at which school that I have that flexibility and they're great employers but um you know for my husband it wasn't quite the same so you know my husband my little son didn't quite have the right parent there this morning I think nonetheless he, he did great and it went well in the end And you, you talk about the fact that you as a parent should prepare yourself. Uh, one of our colleagues said that she had a good, good old cry the night before so that by the time she took her daughter in she was fine mm-hmm. it was you know not not letting her daughter see how she was feeling and I think there's something to be said you, you mentioned children pick up on the body language but are there other tips that we can maybe think about to help this first week even if it's not first day at school but first day returning to school a sort of smooth a transition as possible yeah I think so I mean we see lots of typical advice like practice with the school uniform you know lunch boxes, lunch boxes. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a perennial thing isn't it but but there's a lot to be said for that I mean I quite often will put a little note in my seven-year-old's lunchbox Aww. you know and just say you know Don't forget. No, I don't. <laughs> you're in trouble when you get home. No, um, but I'll just put something sweet in there, or just yeah, you know, let yeah. him know that we're thinking about him when when he's not with us. Um, things like that, I think, are quite meaningful. I, I tried really hard this morning. My son hates having his photo taken, and obviously, Aww. all I wanted him was in the cap and the blazer, and yeah. you know, the grandparents want all the pictures. But actually, I, you know, it's about him. It's yeah. not about yeah. how. It's not. We'll get those photos. There's loads. We've got years to get those photos. Yeah. This morning, so I was kind of surreptitiously sort of following him around with my camera, <laughs> but not really making him pose. Um, so I think just putting your child's needs at the heart of everything, more than worrying about practicing with you know the shorts or the polo shirts, because all of those things they're peripheral, really. They, yeah. they can help. But one thing I would say on a practical level is, uh, organize your parking. Get where you're going to park. Because that stumped me a bit this morning, and okay. I, I was nearly late to go and pick them up. Because it's a new school. Because it's a new yeah. school, yeah. and I thought I would park in a certain place, and I couldn't. And then I was panicking and thinking, "Oh, is he going to be the one left behind?" But he wasn't. Uh, <laughs> but that's you know that that actually can really heighten your anxiety if you feel like you're going to be late. I think on the first few days. Yeah. Uh, I was Sorry, just like, oh, what about it's um, you know 
you were saying about parking and, and dropping kids off, but what about parents that are putting their children on the bus for the first time? Because that's that's a whole nother level of anxiety as well. Any tips for parents that kind of, you know, off you go on the bus and bye. <laughs> it's it's another it's another thing because you can't actually see them, can't take them into yeah. the school. You're relying on other people to look after your children till they get to the school. Sarah, what advice would you have for parents? I mean, on it's that? always good to know if there's someone else going as well. Mm. Mm. To have a buddy system, you know, that they can talk to, that they can share that experience. If you can't be there, then you just want them to be as comfortable as they can be and and feel as though this is going to be a routine that is going to come into play regularly and therefore they'll get used to that and in, and enjoy whatever that takes they can chat on it on the on the bus they can have things to do they can be looking for things you know, just trying to make it as as nice an experience as it can mm-hmm. because you know not everybody wants to be on a bus all the time <laughs> so we understand that yeah we're talking about going back to school on Drive Live Talks Education today. You might have had a positive experience with your children this morning. It might not have been great, but it doesn't matter because you've got lots and lots of time to make things okay. Drive Live Talks Education. And in the studio with us today, we've got three lovely guests. We've got Hindan Wala, Chief of Creativity, Happiness and Innovation at KHDA, Jenny Mullen, Early Years Editor at Witch School Advisor, and Sarah Brannan, Head of Preparatory School for Brighton College in Dubai. Now, Sarah, you're head of foundation years all the way through to year six. What's the biggest responsibility uh, for your school at this time of year, particularly at this time of year? I guess it's so important that we get the right start. And there's so many different things that are involved in that. Uh, We really need to make sure that our staff are all ready Uh, that they have all their side of things sorted themselves. We are a new school, so of course we need to get them to settle. That's a big part. They cannot think about the children Mm. and the environment until they themselves are settled. So we spent a lot of time getting our staff really ready to be able to receive the children. And also all on the same page. Uh, We have to be an authentic version of the school that we're here to do. And so we need to all understand what that looks like. It can't be piecemeal. So getting everyone on the same page, that is a responsibility and it does take some time. And then, of course, getting our environments right. And that is making it warm and welcoming, but also all the safety aspects. There's a lot to go through to make sure that really is an environment which we will welcome children, but they'll be really, really happy in. And for you, Hind, what's really important about September? Because, of course, it's the start of a new academic year. You must have visions in terms of what you hope for the schools, but the pupils too. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to, um, let's say, the whole academic year, it's not just September. For this year, we're focusing on well-being. And um, as Sarah just said, she said, it's very important for the environment to be warm and welcoming. And we hope this will be within all schools and reflected. This is why this year we're continuing with the well-being census that we've started last year. We're mm. including um, more grades mm-hmm. and also the adults at the school. <laughs> and so when you talk about well-being, does it encompass other things as well? Because I noticed, I think we, we had reports that, you know, things like uh, children had to do certain amounts of exercise and eat healthier and things like this during their school time as well. Yeah, with, with the well-being, we focused on four different areas. One of them is social and emotional well-being. Another area is relationship and learning. Um, a third area is physical activities within mm-hmm. the school. The fourth is activities after the school day. So it, uh, the the um, we the tool we are using is a survey, 
and it doesn't cover only what happens within the school. There is a huge component around that, but also um, um, areas around when, how many um, fruits and vegetables the child eats during the uh, the day. Uh, when do they go to bed? And uh, it seems that there is a strong correlation mm-hmm. between going to bed early and the overall well-being of the student. And Jenny, you look after early years. You have your own children, so mm-hmm. you've been through this as well personally. Um, obviously, in early years, it's the first time a lot of these children are going to school. Some of them have been in nurseries. Some of them haven't had as much contact as other people in terms of children their own age too. Mm-hmm. So what can be good things to do uh, to get your child sort of settled? Because obviously now, for most people, today, tomorrow, the first day will be out of the way. And there can be a mix of excitement. You know, the kids might be like, wow, it was great today. But that feeling of the first day might might not last. Yeah, yeah, sure. And again, I, I would say to parents, look, if you have had a difficult, you know, first or second day, that that isn't a predictor of, you know, how your child's education is going to go forever. It's just, it just is what it is. And, you know, as Hin said, take a breath and, you know, tomorrow is a new day. Um, children suffer from separation anxiety mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a big deal. It's, it's painful for them se- separating from their parents specifically, you know, particularly rather if they have been children who've been at home a lot who haven't experienced nursery, as you say, Natalie. So what I would suggest is definitely take advantage of the staggered starts that schools generally offer. Um, and if your child needs a more staggered start, if your child isn't ready after two weeks to, to join school full time, you know what, that's okay. Put your child at the centre of everything you do for the next few weeks. So if your child isn't ready, don't feel like they need to catch up with everybody. The school needs to work around your child and not the other way. So approach your school and say to them, I don't think, you know, he or she is ready for full days yet. This is what we've been experiencing at home. And um, when Sarah here was talking about... um, school's responsibilities I think a big responsibility in the first few weeks for schools is communication Um, so take advantage of every moment that you can to talk to your child's teacher really try and understand what's been going on through the day Um, and if you're not getting good communication with your school push you know this is what you're paying for parents you know Um, and by communicating with the school you will understand and you will be able to prepare strategies that help your child settle. And Hind, one of my friends, um, she has three daughters all going back to school this week. So they've been doing something in their house in terms of setting the alarm. So making sure the children, just in the final few days of the school holidays, are kind of used to waking up early because, you know, you sleep in in the school holidays, maybe you're away with family and friends. So it's a very different experience. How important do you think it is that, um, you know, children get back into that routine of waking up early in advance of going back to school? I think your friend is really smart, Natalie, for for setting up the timing because uh, this is, I mean, I think it's a brilliant practice. And I said um, the amount of hours of sleep really impacts the overall well-being of the uh, of the students so the more they have the better they are they are more focused during the school day and happier based yeah. on the well-being senses and i guess sarah there's lots of basics so perhaps encouraging children to get uh, enough sleep making sure that early morning routine is sort of figured out um but also there's other simple things parents can do perhaps making sure breakfast is healthy and organized too 
Absolutely. So all of those things really help. And uh, it's about thinking of those, talking through with your child, uh, making sure that everything is clear about what we're doing and why. And uh, it comes to snack times. It comes to just what they have got in their bag. Uh, it doesn't make sense to actually pack the bag for your child. It's a great thing to do with your child, and then they know what's in there. They're a part of that whole process, and they actually uh, feel the responsibility themselves. And ultimately, as they get older and older, we want them to become more responsible, uh, more involved in their own learning. And these are all small steps which will really help them. And um, one thing I was going to ask you, um, Sarah, is um, obviously one thing that could be a, a cause of anxiety both for the child and the parent when you send them off is meeting new children, interacting with new children. I mean, obviously, they form their little cliques and become friends with, with some kids and don't necessarily get on with, with others. So as a school, how do you encourage um, like good interaction between the children w when they start? I mean, that's one of the things that we see as being really, really important because uh, a core value that we have is kindness. And we just talk about that all the time. It's uh, the one word that's on the whiteboard in classrooms at the moment before the children go in. It's about really focusing on how we are kind to each other, what that looks like, and knowing that how nice it is when people are kind to you. It's a reciprocal uh, arrangement which benefits everybody. So when we think that way and then we're open-minded, that we're willing to give people a try and work out different relationships, we do put people into different groups. We mix them up to have different buddies to be able to help, uh, partners to be able to do their learning with. And that helps them to, again, forge new relationships because that's really important. Friends move on here. Yeah. We're mm. a very transient place in Dubai. And if we get too fixed with single groups of friends, then that can be quite devastating for the children. So to keep that really open, keep them really being flexible and willing to make new friends, being kind to each other, then that really puts them in good stead. And I guess, Jenny, um, it can be very unsettling. How do you, how do you know when uh, it's the fact that the child is not particularly enjoying this school or when it's just going back and starting somewhere new sort of nerves? I think you do have to give it time. Um, you know, kids can be a bit dramatic at the start and... <laughs> mine certainly and you know I think you need to give it time you need to keep talking to them and you need to keep talking to the school but if as time progresses you know maybe after the first half term if you still feel like then your child is not settled then maybe there are some underlying issues mm -hmm. and they, they could there could be a whole host of things friendship issues perhaps issues around learning that you need to go in and you need to explore with your your class teacher and this is why again I come back to communication because if you've set up those really open channels with your teacher where you just get in the habit of having a quick chat every single day if you can or if you keep in touch via communication books if you're a working parent or the apps or whatever it is that your school is using just keep those channels open and keep on talking and then and then if these if these problems you know if they continue then certainly you know go in and talk to the parents and, to and the teachers sorry sorry I was just gonna just gonna tack on as well as the communication with the school is it a good thing for parents to communicate with one another to, to chat about how their, their kids are doing as oh well. absolutely because I mean giving my own son as an example there he will tell give his dad a whole different story about his first day <laughs> to, to the one he's yes. gonna give me you know so so yes, definitely. Yeah, they have really different relationships with us. We all know, you know, there's, and there's times of the day, you know, I knew today mm. when I picked my son up, I knew it would be the wrong thing to grill him. You know, I just gave him up, picked him up, gave him a sandwich. 
just kind of left it quiet in the car. Yeah. You knew <laughs> that if I started going to how was it and how was the teacher and how you know but, did you make oh, friends? Mom. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas oh, mom. as the afternoons sort of progressed, more information has gently come out of him. And I think, you know, well that's worked for me anyway. Yes. And and Hind on that subject we were saying to Jenny, sometimes children can say, I don't like it at school. I don't like it. I don't like this school. Um and it can grow into a real problem. Obviously, as Jenny says, it takes time. But is there a point we should maybe as parents consider looking at whether this school is right for your child? You might have multiple children. Child number one loves the school, but child number two maybe isn't settling in the same way. I mean, it's not it's not just children in school. It's us as human beings, wherever we are, there is something called chemistry. So we either, and it's not anyone's fault or it's anyone's doing, but sometimes you click, sometimes you don't. So it's always, it's always, as Jenny said, it's always, it's good to be engaged with the school at all levels. And if things are not working for one reason or another, just maybe it's good to explore other uh, options as well. I mean, based on my personal experience when I was a child, it's, somehow I was in a very competitive class and competition is not something that I enjoy much. I was given the option to move into another section and, you know, I loved that section yeah. where mm. it was more of a collaborative. So it really, it, it, it might change your whole experience. Yeah, it's about finding the right option for your child and, you know, they can be quite different. We have three guests in the studio. Sarah Brannan, who's head of prep school for Brighton College in Dubai. Jenny Mullen, who's early years editor at Witch School Advisor. And Hind Al-Moala, who's chief of creativity, happiness and innovation at the KHDA. And we've been talking about children going back to school. We've had a text in. Uh, it's anonymous, this text, but it says, uh, my son will start FS1 next year. Is there something I need to do or start preparing him from now? Already, I'm emotional thinking about it. So, Jenny, you are early years editor so we're going to start this question and aim it squarely at you because this parent is clearly concerned yeah first of all i'd like to invite this parent along to an event we're hosting this coming saturday at the ells club 9 a.m it's a big debate and it's a focused on the transitions from nursery or not you know life not in nursery into big school Mm. so if you're a year away from that parents please just come and visit www.whichschooladvisor.com and you'll see that and please register and come along What I would say to this parent is, first of all, the people who are going to welcome your child into that class, generally, I would say 99.9% of early years teachers are the warmest, most compassionate people you ever are going to meet. Nurses aside, you know, so (laughs) you are not going to be putting your child into a difficult point in their lives. Yes, separating from you might be a challenge for both of you, but it's a short term challenge where your child is going to suddenly have friends, have new opportunities, have a whole new life. And he's gonna, he or she is going to bring that back home every day. And honestly, it's going, it's going to fill up your home with so much happiness. So please try not to see it as a, a trauma that you're all kind of building up to. Yeah. It's a really happy event. You're really lucky. You're probably going to send your kid to school in Dubai. And the schools in Dubai are fab. You know, so I would say try, first of all, to to flick your mindset over to feeling like this is a really positive thing. And maybe gradually, if you're not spending time away from your child at the moment, maybe do gradually build that up a little yeah. bit. Mm-hmm. Talk to him or her very positively at school. Maybe drive past the school a few times. You know, do look at things like school uniforms, that kind of thing. But you know what? It's still a year away. A year is a really long time in your child's life. And you will be amazed from, I guess, the child's probably two at the moment. You will be amazed. The change. feel like 
like a baby yeah. now. My youngest son turned four yesterday and he's he's a big boy, you yeah. know. <laughs> the change is, is enormous in that short year. So please just, you know, take a breath. That's and, uh, and Hind's great advice there. Hind, what would your advice be to this parent? They're, they're clearly concerned <laughs> and we've talked a lot about if you're anxious, the child will pick up on yeah. that too. It can't go on like this for a whole year, surely. What we have, actually, we have, um, I mean, thank you, Jenny, for mentioning the workshop. Uh, we have uh, positive parenting workshops in KHDA open for uh, all parents, nearly starting from September, and we'll have once every mo- one workshop every month. So please just follow us on Twitter, yeah. and then we'll definitely make sure to announce it when the exact timing. And this one is about reading, so... <laughs> Okay, so would you have any advice then for this person that's texting? They're quite concerned about their son or daughter, uh, you know, heading off in a year's time uh, to be amongst other children. Is there anything that they can do that might prepare the child that maybe is not so obvious? Um I think with Jenny and Sarah here, probably they are much better <laughs> yeah, <laughs> advisors Sarah, when it comes is, to this area. <laughs> Sarah, is there anything that you might suggest, uh, you know, this parent could do to ease their anxiety, but also to, to in- get the child used to socialising, perhaps? Absolutely. I mean, every child is an individual, and I think that we all understand that. And so as a parent, you'll know what it is, what are the triggers that you have concerns about, because perhaps it is the socialising, perhaps it is the separation, perhaps it is the fact that it's going to be a big place and they're not used to that. So there are ways to be able to prepare for all of those things. Uh, As Jenny said, having some time when you're not always with them so they get used to separating, Mm. perhaps going to some different things. There's lots of opportunities in Dubai where they can meet up with other young families and do similar activities. They start that process of playing together, sharing together and doing all of that. That's all very manageable. And I think what you really want to do is make sure that you've looked at a school and that you feel confident about what's going to happen there. Early years education is phenomenal. It's so much fun. There's so much happening there. There's creativity. It's exciting. And so if you feel confident uh, when you're looking at that school, that should allay your fears and you should be able to just feel positive. So I'd say relax, go and find out, do lots of different things to be able to help your child, but enjoy the moment. It's very, very special. I'm sure it will all be fine when we get there a year down line. Now, Hind, you are the Chief of Creativity, Happiness and Innovation. And we just want to ask you, what does that entail? What are you doing? Yeah, uh, I think I've mentioned it before. Sometimes I'm called the Director of Misfits. So (laughs) (laughs) whatever whatever doesn't fit. But um, well-being senses, of course, is because it it falls under happiness is one of the areas that uh, I I work, uh, I'm involved in. We have an amazing team in KHDA that really cares about the well-being of the learners and I'm privileged to be able to work with them. So this is one area. When it comes to innovation, again, we look at dif- um, we work with the government closely into looking at ways where actually we'll disrupt education. So one of the projects that we've launched this year was Rahal, and it's a Tenex project. And mainly, Rahal is uh, is 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 a platform where we're saying how we can recognize learning wherever it happens at whatever time. And in a way, it disrupts schools. We look we look at these. We keep a close eye on 
concepts and ideas that will really disrupt the way we look at learning and uh, all the businesses that involves uh, learning into this area. Another area we look at when it comes to creativity is we, we've started an initiative called Dubai Saturday Clubs. And mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's available for kids for free. And we work with so many social entrepreneurs that we are grateful for to provide an out-of-school experience to kids mm. from 12 years old to 15 years old. It's nothing about the school. It's just opening up uh, the whole uh, areas that probably they won't have access to during the uh, oh, wow. school day. And it w- w- one of our news stories today was about children being advised not to play so much computer games and, <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> yeah. some of the things we can find for them to do outside of school. So it sounds perfect. Just very briefly, um, is the School um, of Hearts and Minds, is the survey part of your remit? Yes. It's been going since 2016? Yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, the, the School of Hearts and Minds was actually the seed that then emerged into the well-being census because when we started three years ago we thought okay let's try it it was totally it was completely optional and we had more than 60 schools participating we provided them we ran the survey we provided them with the results and based on the response from the school community and how eager they were to identify the well-being of their students then it evolved into the well-being census. Okay, that's all we've got time for on Drive Live Talks Education. Big thank you to our three guests today, Hind Almoala, who you just heard there, Chief of Creativity, Happiness and Innovation at the KHDA, or uh, Chief of Misfits, <laughs> is that maybe a better title yeah. going forward. Thank you so much for thank joining you. us on the programme, Hind. And Jenny Marlin, who's Early Years Editor at Witch School Advisor. Well done for getting through day number one with your son. Thank you. We've got the second one to start tomorrow, but I've got oh. terrible second child syndrome, so he'll be fine. He's yeah, fine. it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> and Sarah Brennan, thank you to you, Head of Prep School for Brighton College, Dubai. Best of luck with the new school as well. Thank you very much. A pleasure to be here. There's just so much more to hear. Download our podcasts at DubaiEye1038.com.